So here we are again, um, another supplemental episode. You know, these supplements are getting longer than the, uh, than the regular episodes. The one I released the other day was only like uh, 16, 15 minutes. I don't know. I just, maybe, maybe, um, I'm just getting to the point too fast. I don't know. Um, anyway, I, I like doing them in my car. I like doing both, to be honest with you. I don't know. I, I like this driving and doing it. So here it is. Um, 7 a.m. So if I sound a little uh, nasally or whatever, that's because it's early. Uh, headed to the beach. My day off. I'm off on Sundays and Mondays. So I like to do a lot of things. Not like my job isn't active enough. but <laughs> um, Anyway. So... I struggle with this, um, a few things. That's struggle. That's what the rule. It's, it's a thing I ponder a lot and I don't know that there's an answer to it. I think it's just one of those things where you're a human being and there's going to be these, you know, lifelong debates or just things that you can ponder. Um, and one of those things is free will, um, fate. I mean, when we get into things like fate, versus free will or determinism or whatever, we start to skirt around this, um, we get into like mystical stuff, we get into God, we get into all these things, you know, and um, it's definitely a place that I I wrestle with, you know, Um, for me, you know, let's face it, uh, you know, for most people, whether they like to admit it or not, God is really a thought exercise. I mean, you know, a lot of people like to say that they have proof of God, but I mean, I don't think, proof is a strong word. I know that I have a belief, um, but it's, I believe in God the way I believe in weather. You know, it's just, to me, God isn't a conscious um, entity. It's not a, you know, though we, you know, for me, would call it something like Krishna and, you know, read about the pastimes of Lord Krishna and read the Bhagavad Gita and all these things, but I still see those as an allegory, right? You know, the incarnations of, of Lord Vishnu are an allegory for the, you know, the evolution of humans. And, and, you know, I might call Christ, I can't get into that shit. Anyway, um... Almost got me. Almost took me down the rabbit hole. Um, But, you know, the other day, I've been on a ride lately, a life ride. Um, You know, uh, a couple months ago. And, and, you know, it's switching facilities that my friend and I work at. You know, and and what we do for a living. Or if I zoom out far enough, what I do for a living. How I started... You know, my life, I look back as an adult, jobs and things and partnerships and the girlfriends and wives and all this stuff, you know, um, it's wild to think about because, um, 
you know, we like to talk about choices and decisions and maybe on some level we are, but I look back and I haven't had a choice. I look at a, you know, a, a situation I'm in right now, a, a good one, it's not bad. I mean, you, when someone says they're in a situation, it usually means something bad, but it's good. Um, and I don't think I have a choice. On paper, it's not ideal. It's on paper, it's like, what are you, what is happening here? Right? Like, if someone told you, like, here's what I'm doing, you'd be like, wait, what? Why? Um, I don't know. I'm not going to think it to death. I can tell you that. Um, in my mind, it's very beautiful right now. You know, it's good. Um, <clears throat> this is the thing I've learned is that, and I know I've said this before, I'm just going to lay in the river. You know, uh, for a long time, I tried to swim faster than the river, try to swim against the river, you know, and I always think of like a rapid, you know, or at least a fast moving river with a lot of rocks and things. And if you've ever, you know, canoed or you know, even canoed down a river where there's trees and things or, or whitewater rafted or whatever, you're going fast, you know, you're, you're, you're booking. And if you go faster than that river, something happens where you just start running into shit, you know? Um, it's going too fast. Now you're moving way too fast and you can't keep from bouncing off every fucking, you know, every root, every rock, every whatever, you know? But if you just kind of go with it, you know, if you try to paddle against it, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna burn your arms out, you know? You're not gonna be able to do shit. <laughs> um, but if you can just use an appropriate amount of effort, you know, that's in the Eightfold Path where Buddha talks about right effort or mindful effort or skillful effort, as I like to say. A skillful amount of effort, you know. Um, you don't want to push until you're impaled and you don't want to pull until you're crushed. Right? You want to find that appropriate amount. It's like, you know, wrestling or jiu-jitsu or, or judo or whatever, you know. It's, there's an appropriate amount of pressure and effort. And um, I look at it and when I just kind of let go and surrender to what is and just roll with it, things are much easier. And my mind will start to spin and well, what if this and what if that and this scenario and that scenario. And you know what? And it's like that committee of people in my mind, right? Just one of them steps and goes, hold on, what are you doing? Take it easy. Just do the damn thing, man. And so I'm just doing the damn thing. And it's beautiful. It's good. You know? I don't know what that shift is, you know? What's happening in that, you know? And I like to be uh, cryptic in what I'm saying because... You're all going through different things. We're all going through different stuff. Some of it's similar, maybe. I don't know. But I, I know this applies to so many things. This idea of you just do what's in front of you. You know, I don't, I've said this to a hundred clients. You know, it's like if you have 15 things to do and you're on like step one, then just worry about step one, then step two. 
but we start thinking about step 15 and you know and it's like just you can't do that I remember when my mom died and uh, you know since I'm, I'm the only person left you know and so I'm you know doing all of the probate and the estate this and the estate that you know and I'm selling her house and I'm dealing with a probate lawyer because because her uh she thought that she made a trust. She did not. God bless her. She, <laughs> my mom was the kind of person that would just be like, well, I said so, so now it's real. And I'm like, what? No, you have to file things. You can't just... <laughs> I remember when she left her, you know, it was either five or seven acres. I don't know how much land they had out there in Lake Okeechobee. And, you know, she finally sold, you know, the house 10 years after my dad died. She moved into like a 55 and up condo and she was going, well, you know, what if I want to plant a a lemon tree? I was like, well, you can't because it's a shared space. You can't just, because everybody wants lemons. Like, mom, you can't just start planting trees places, you know? And she's like, but this is bullshit. And she, the woman isn't going to plant a fucking tree, but to her, the idea of someone telling her that she is not allowed to plant a tree is crazy to her. And some of you that know me are just having an aha moment of, oh, this is why he's like that. Yes, this is why I like that. Um, but I remember uh, my mom and some of my dad's friends and I were, well, we were helping my mom move into her new place. And uh, you know, my dad's friends were all these kind of like rough redneck types. You know, uh, we're moving things in and out of, into, out of his truck and into this apartment and I walk in and there's these two older gentlemen like from the kind of standing because my mother was kind of a short lady standing over her and I man the hair on the back of my neck stood up and I you know you know me I went right into chimp mode (laughs) and uh came walking up like what in the fuck is this and I hear one of them go, Who, upon whose authority do you have to move in today? My mom looked at him and goes, cash. I paid cash and I'll move in whenever the fuck I want. <laughs> and I, I loved my mother. And uh, I walked in, this man, Fred Diamond, my dad's best friends, walking behind me. And Fred used to be a hell's angel, by the way. We came walking in and I was like, can I help you? He's like, nope, everything's good. They, they looked at all of us, all these dudes walking in, turned around and left. But that was my mom. You know, she just decides shit's this way. Um, man, I don't know what the point of that was. See, this is why I have to have notes, people. If I don't have notes, I just ramble about my dead mother. Um, <laughs> so, um, no, but I look at like, Things can't be any other way. You know, I wrote about it in one of those books, that piece where... uh, I I feel like I've mentioned where it came from. It was, uh, I'm afraid I'll lose my roots. You don't have roots. You have habits. You know, that that piece, um, the uh, origin of it was that... um, So my ex uh, had a sponsor... And um, her name was Melissa. And Melissa is, she's 70 right now. We're still very much in touch with each other. I love this woman. I will never lose touch with Melissa. 
um, and uh, and the, and she's a very wise old lady, and, and you would uh, she's always got advice. But in this dream, she was coming to me for advice. So it was very strange. That's why I made note and wrote it down. But all of a sudden, it's like I entered my body like halfway through a conversation, right? And it was her going. You know, asks, asking me about her roots and me telling her, you don't have roots. You know, and I just said, you know, didn't each thing lead to something better, yada, yada. But at the end of it, I said, give yourself over to the will of Ram. Ram, of course, is a, an incarnation of Lord Vishnu, the sustaining aspect of God. Ram, Krishna, you know the deal. Um, you know, Hare Krishna, Hare Ram. And uh, I don't, though I might think that way, right? I certainly don't talk that way. And at the time, I wasn't really in that mode, right? I was kind of in a a bit of a strange mode at that time, I remember. Um, And I was very much into this idea of, you know, cultivating free will and like, not, not thy will, but my will kind of thinking. Which is fine. I'm not. I'm definitely not like saying it's a bad thing. We all just kind of go through this. But um, I remember thinking how strange that was, and even from writing that <clears throat> and putting it in that book, writing it down rather and putting it in the book, and today to this day, I'm still kind of like there's so many things in my life where it could not have been any other way. Every horrible, painful experience has led me to something else, which, again, has made me curious about heartache, curious about a broken heart, curious about the pain of loss, curious about all of it. It really has. Will I hurt or ache or whatever? Of course. But there's always this knowing the capital K in the back there that's going be patient just sit it's okay no big arm movements you know just chill and that leads me for some reason to this idea and I don't know if you remember but I'd read that piece that didn't make it into the book about souls spinning out um other models, other lifetimes and births at one time. Like you would have a soul that is then over here, they're working out this birth and that birth. And that it's not necessarily a past life. It's more of a now thing. This is happening now, right? What's interesting is um, one of the things that got me thinking about that a while ago when I wrote that um, were all of those weird kind of visions that I was having at the time um, of being other places and, and all these things and some of them feeling like the past and some of them feeling very present like right now and I remember having written that having those experiences putting that away and like eh, I'm not going to get into this and one of my ex's friends suddenly developing a fear of water and you know, I live in South Florida, water, the ocean is everything. Why you would live here and not spend time in the ocean, I, I don't know what the fucking problem is. Um, there's, I mean, what are you gonna, I don't know. Um, 
if it wasn't for the ocean, I would not live here. But um, <clears throat> she developed this fear of the water, and then she went to a past life regression person. And this person said, oh, you, you know, when you were a boy in a past life, you drowned, and this was the deal. Now, whether this was true, this woman could have just been saying crazy shit whatever, she did this session with the lady and then she wasn't afraid of water anymore. But it got me thinking, like, if it's past life, why would you suddenly remember that you were afraid of water? Like, oh yeah, I'm afraid of water. I was a little, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why wouldn't it be that you are living, or your soul is living out this other lifetime simultaneously to yours? Right, and and when we talk about past lives, like yeah, but in my past life regression, I was an Indian woman uh, living in a teepee. It's like you're still trapped in time constructs, right? Like, why couldn't that be happening right now? Well, right now we have Teslas. Yeah, but you're not thinking the way I think would be helpful for you right now. Hopefully, it makes sense. Um, sorry, I'm. It's early, and I'm belching. Um, so. Um, but it got me thinking, right? <clears throat> when I look at my life over time, I, and I did that episode on several incarnations in one birth, right? You look back over your timeline as a human. It's like, man, back then I was like this. And back then I was like that. Like this morning I was going through old photos on Facebook. I don't even know how I ended up there. And I'm flipping there like, man, this was a whole other lifetime. Like, I was a different human being. I had a different mind. Like, I may have been into the same things and, like, you know, kind of traveling the same quote-unquote path, but I was very different. I was very different about going about it. You know, looking, at, like, through these different people that I was with. Oh, at this point, I was with this person and this person. It's, like, it's crazy. And now I'm looking right now at my life here. Like, at this point, these, this collection of years or however we're going to describe it, um, when I go to breath work on Tuesdays, for instance, right? Like I'm in this session with these other people and we're kind of doing this thing. And this is a type of Keith, right? I go to work, right? That's a type of feeling. Like in this moment, I'm working out several different, you know, like the work that I do with clients is very much my own work. The work that I'm doing during breath work is, is very much my own work. The, um, the, the work that I do in relationship, you know, romantic relationships, it's, that's that. The work that I do as a human being with, you know, friends is different, you know. It's all this working out of karma, this playing out of a curriculum, you know. Um, the way we are with friends is different than the way we are with, you know, romantic partners you know we're we're slightly different there's there's a different curriculum being worked out you know um and i i'm noticing that and i'm wondering what you guys think of that you know you you know i what if you're you know i know that you know being in a stagnant marriage or relationship and it's like your soul is working out this weird predicament with this thing and then it's also 
then you've got this stuff you do with your friends and how you're a totally different person with them and, you know, and then you go to work and there's there's work you that you know it, it's it's interesting to me and I don't know that we have a choice you know if you think just the way the mind works it's all phenomena that just unfolds can't tell me what your next thought is. Thoughts just arise. It all just rises up in the mind and floats to the surface. And that thought, you know, triggered by a subconscious thought that's triggered by stimuli of some sort. And then, you know, something happens, the subconscious mind, you know, makes a decision about it or compares it to something in the past. And then there's a feeling in the body and then the conscious mind steps in to elaborate on the scenario and the I thought you guys were going to have to hear me honk for a second um (laughs) um the conscious mind stepping in and elaborating on this feeling in the body that's associated with the stimuli and now there's a story about what's happening and who's doing what and then the body tightens up again and it's, and then we do something about it. You do something about the body, the way the body feels. Ultimately, that's all we're ever doing is satisfying the nervous system, right? And I'll say it again because I realize I bounced around a little bit there. So something happens, and now this happens very quickly, right? Something happens, something occurs, a stimuli, an event of some sort. The subconscious mind compares and contrasts it to something from the past, decides whether it's going to be pleasurable or painful. There's a feeling in the body. The conscious mind steps in and elaborates on that feeling in the body and whatever stimuli is going on around it. And it decides that, you know, it's feeling this way because of this thing. And then the body might, you know, tighten up or or feel more pleasure or discomfort based off of this narration. And then essentially we do something about the way the body feels. We either try to maintain, sustain, whatever, if it's pleasure, we try to remove, push away, whatever, if it's discomfort, sadness, pain, whatnot. So that's our life. And that's the subtle body interacting with three-dimensional reality. And that's our, you know, that's the subtle body. That's our experience, the subtle body is the soul's experience of this birth. And so, are you ever deciding your thoughts? Now, hopefully we create enough space to begin trying to rework that algorithm that the subconscious mind has as far as its relation to things that are happening, right? You know, the the subconscious is, you know, the role in everything I just described, the subconscious's role in that um, is that it provides the experience for the soul. So the best we can really do is, you know, and this is even based on our subconscious and our karma, start to insert new information into the mind reinforce it over and over and over again through behavior and whatnot in order to have a different experience, right? That's all we're really doing. Um, I don't know what's happening with the car in front of me. Um, So, I love that when some strange traffic nonsense interrupts my train of thought. 
but you get what I'm saying. So I've felt lately that I just kind of give up control to the universe, to God, you know, use intuition and feel into things and just go with it instead of pushing and pulling and, you know, trying to, you know, change all of it, you know, I'm just going to keep working with it. Um, if you're a cyclist listening to this, um, stop it. Just fucking get in the bike lane, dude. I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe that's your fate. You can't, I don't know. You know, your karma won't allow you to just use the bike lane that, you know, been provided. What is that sense of entitlement to cyclists to? I know a lot of you are on board with this, but what the fuck is that? I mean... What's, what's ironic about me saying that is that when I take a personality test, my I score really high for entitlement. I was telling somebody that recently, and she goes, wow, you'll admit that? <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it's that uh, in, in the questioning, it asks you, do you believe that, that all rules should apply to you? And if I'm honest, the answer is no. Um, I don't. I just, I just don't. Um, that's not weird. I don't think that's weird. I mean, like, I feel like it's a strange thing. Some rules are just kind of dumb. Um, anyway, so it's something I've been pondering a lot lately, looking at it, kind of feeling into it, seeing that there are multiple, um, you know, I'm working out multiple, like, how could you think of it? Like, karmic, I know Lama Lohsan always called it karmic debt, that you have karmic debt with people. Maybe you could think of those people as scenarios and situations and things like that. It's like there is, there is this, like, karma being worked out with each person. And, you know, not to think of karma as good or bad, it's just, you know, the karma, the situation, the cause and the effect that the mind then applies, like, you know, good or bad karma or whatever, good or bad event to it. Um, anyway, that's it. That's all I've been thinking about. I'm driving through little construction spots. So it's a little, a little noisy. Um, yeah. Going to uh, go to the beach. Take a walk. Check the tides. Maybe do a little, little swim. Got some new TYR swim fins. They're slightly too small, but I don't know, I think it'd be fine. Anyway, uh, stay healthy. You know, I heard somebody um, t- uh, recently, work the body, heal the mind. I believe that. Um, anyway, call me. Love you. Bye.